Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Welcome to a very sleepy episode. I'm very tired. I too am very tired. You've been doing. Stayed out so late. Mm-hmm. No one responded to my text message to see if they could drive me home. Oh, right. I was going to I text <laughs> you back in the morning. Uh, I, I was... <laughs> I've been at Expo all weekend, so I'm busy. Yeah, Kevin, I was busy. Kevin's thing is actually much more interesting. Yeah. How was Expo? It was it was good. I met some people there, maybe some people who are listening now. Uh, it was it was fun. I got to talk about my book a whole lot. Got to meet a whole lot of people. Hello, l- hello, new listeners. Um, usually we're better than I was right there. <laughs> usually I'm not so tired. We hope you like us and have questionable feelings about Riverdale. Yes, You'll but, fit right in. But of course, the purpose the, the, the purpose of this episode is to be on the ball and to talk distinctly and deeply about Riverdale, a show that you really need to pay attention to or else things get very confusing. And when you pay attention, it just gets more confusing. Oh, yeah. I rewinded this episode twice. And when I <laughs> rewinded it... It didn't help me. <laughs> Aaron, I have a question. Did we just lose a character this episode? Like, is, is, did we, are we down now like a main character? Oh. Uh, I mean, I know she wasn't main, but like one who I felt I had, like there was hope for. She may have just she, walked out of the, sh- out of our lives and out of our hearts. Oh, maybe, maybe. It, it, uh, it, it made no sense. That's not the resolution <laughs> that I thought was going to happen in that storyline. Yeah, it's a, uh, boy, it, it's it's an episode that's a lot. It's just a lot, and I don't know anymore. I don't, we, we've given so much, like. You know, yeah, because theoretically, this storyline is kind of cool. Yeah. In execution, it's wildly <laughs> inconsistent. <laughs> wildly inconsistent and weird. Oh, but it is the storyline that we're dealing with and is the one that we're going to talk about. So let's talk about it. Because this is Riverdale, Season 6, Episode 10, Folk Heroes. Folk Heroes. So, shocker of all shockers, this... episode will start with a Jughead voiceover. Let us not forget, Jughead cannot hear. (laughs) Jughead can only hear people's thoughts before they speak them. Yeah, so, you know, he's talking about heroes, sports heroes, otherwise heroes, and also, what's pertinent now, folk heroes, and what they need to beat Percival is a folk hero. They need someone who won't manipulate the town towards their worst impulses, but someone who'll lift up all of the good and virtue of inside them. So what, so what they're going to do this episode is kind of manipulate people's feelings using lies. Yeah. But, you know, good lies. Yeah, they're, they're lying for good, not yeah. for profit. <laughs> Although I don't know if Percival's lying for profit either. Oh, it's unclear. Oh, I want to make one thing clear, though. Remember how last episode ended with being like, I think Percival wants to destroy Riverdale. I don't think he does. No. No, I, he, he wants to change Riverdale, which I guess you could say is a destroy Riverdale thing, but he seems very fine with Riverdale. Existing. Yeah. He just I, wanted to be his thing. That's the thing. I think he wants it to be his Riverdale, 
And I do think he is maybe like a blossom in that he wants it to worship him. Well, we get a interesting thing, like uh, a reoccurring thing with him, which is the idea of progress. He believes mm. that Riverdale needs to progress, which is weird because he spends a lot of this episode trying to get his great, great grandfather's statue put back up, which feels like not progress. So it feels like there's this, this weird, like, is the show about, you know, the 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 staying power of the small American town or is it about moving to the future or like. It's, both yeah it's it's it really goes it, it does appear to be it's about moving to the future with old values yeah um i am also going to nitpick as we are wont to do on this podcast mm-hmm. it is perplexing to me that percival pickens is the great 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 grandson great grandson of general pickens yeah. because i thought he said that some of the family stayed in england and some came to the new world he will keep on referring to him as his great grandfather I I know Percival Pickens doesn't exist. Like I understand that he is. He, he sets himself a up golem. A, he sets himself up a lot of lore in this episode, though, which I guess is all lies. I mean, he probably thinks he existed. Or or I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, there's some interesting stuff with interesting stuff with Percival. I'm kind of interested to see where that goes. More of just like out of morbid curiosity. But anyway, we do see Percival. He. For As like the making for, a choice for the first time, he goes to Veronica. I think this might be the first time he talked to her. Yeah, because he did not yeah. do the census on her. So he wants to stay. He's like, "Well, I'm in town now. I'm gonna be living here for a while. I think I'll stay in one of your champagne your champagne suites because oh. he's no longer a deputy. He yeah, just he decided not to do that so he can open a curiosity shop. Which we've seen. We've seen his weirdo curiosity shop. And so. so he's now no longer concerned about the fact that the Babylonian is illegal and immoral because he's not in the police anymore. I also don't think it's illegal anymore. There's no way it can be illegal. With well, like... it, it is illegal because they're running scams. That is also unclear. <laughs> this is unclear. I, I, I don't understand why it being a casino means they aren't automatically profitable. Do, like, does Veronica not know how to run proper odds in a casino? No. So he, uh, his entire thing is that he's going to pay so much rent. Like, he's like, I'll pay back rent, I'll pay a year back rent, I'll pay a year rent, I'll pay a re- year for rent. Also, because I'm a character on this show, <laughs> I sing. I'm a better singer than Kevin. <laughs> Percival Kevin, Pickens. <laughs> Kevin Keller has so little. <laughs> How dare you take this from him? He's, Kevin Keller will not even be in this episode. No, Daddy Keller will be in this episode lots. And this will begin my first thought of everything that's going through here, which I don't know about you, carried me through so many scenes. Until you realize Why isn't he mind controlling her? Because he's not. So this no, no, is, th- why, why isn't no, he? No, I know. Yeah. I was agreeing with you. Oh, sorry. Not. <laughs> um, it kind of seems like he might be because Veronica does agree with him. But we find out later... We'll actually the, see mind control in this episode. Yeah, and he, his voice is like this echo thing. So we know when he's mind controlling. Yeah, it's very clear when he is. And, I mean, also, Veronica is like... Uh, the entire time. So at first, I was thinking, like, maybe there's a limit and he only likes to do it... 
like when he really has to, which still could Is be possible. Like maybe it's like Betty's where she gets migraines, and so that's why he he tries to avoid doing it. Does but it he cost? never tries it on her. No, when things don't go his way, he doesn't try it on her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to that. And he ne- he will never. Spoiler alert: He will never try it on Tabitha. <laughs> no, no, and he has one-on-one conversations with both of these women. Yeah, like, I understand why he doesn't want to do it when he's like in in a crowd full of people, but he is alone with these people and doesn't try to do his mind control thing. It makes no sense. And I know I brought this up last episode where I was like, why isn't he mind controlling the main characters? Oh, I'll bring it up all the time. They asked that question in this episode. Now, we before we get into that though, we do have to say potentially goodbye to a character because. Britta, out of nowhere, like this scene is not set up. It out of nowhere, she goes, Cheryl. My parents found out you wanted to adopt me, and that was the push they needed to accept my deviant lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah, because they heard. Wait, that weirdo girl who like partially seceded from the town wants to adopt you. You know what? We can get over our we issues. Can get over, we need to protect you. <laughs> you are a child. You cannot live in that house. And like this scene is very, it's very heartfelt. Like they, they have the hug and the, the up close on Britta. This feels like a, and now the character's done. And I have she, to, she did her task. Okay, I have to say something. I didn't bring this up in the last episode. Britta didn't, didn't do a whole lot, honestly. Like, yeah, she helped Cheryl no longer be locked in the mind, but that didn't seem to impact when they later banished Abigail. No, like, Britta's task, Kevin, was to be someone that the Blossoms could explain what was going on to so the audience could understand their storyline. Yep, yep. I want to point out that also in this scene, uh, Rose is just kind of sick of all this. Like when Cheryl's <laughs> like, well, thank you for helping me. Rose is like, ugh. Children. Hey God, I wanted Abigail. I thought I need. I I need to remind everybody. Rose is the worst. Nana Rose did do this on. She purpose. did try to kill Cheryl, and now they're just forever chill about it. Ugh. All right. Meanwhile. Like every episode this season, there's going to be like 97 town council meetings in this episode, and we're at the first. And in this one, we get a few signs of what Percival wants. He wants to revitalize Pickens Park. Uh, now he wants to make it a nice park, which is great. But he also wants to put up a new statue of General Pickens. And, and then Archie says... He's a homicidal maniac who massacred the Uctana clan. We all learned that in high school. Now, I need to be very clear to anyone who's listening. They didn't learn that in high school. They learned, they learned that, that while they were in high school. Accurate. <laughs> by the Uctana, who... No one talked about. <laughs> now, I just want to... Okay, I'm starting to, like, get on board with Archie's, like, blunt, simple-mindedness. <laughs> because they're really leaning into it this season. But it is a wild oversimplification of, like, the racism and the institutional systemic problems of America by saying that General Pickens was a homicidal mani- maniac. Yeah. Yeah, he did... He didn't do them because he was a madman. He did them because him and the Blossoms... The Blossoms! ...wanted that land so that the Blossoms could build their fancy self on it. And I guess General Pickens could go back to Europe and have some more kids? Apparently. Apparently. Or he could forget the kids he abandoned in England (laughs) and have more kids in America. Whatever happened there happened. Now, 
I appreciate that this is Archie's take, though, because I'm really here for Archie's dumbness. Yeah. I'm less here for the fact that the only time the Yoktena are ever brought up is like, yeah, and General Pickens slaughtered them. I'm like, well, yeah, they also still do kind of exist. Like, like there are you have Thomas, you have Tony, you have Thomas's friends, the other serpent. Like, yeah, gone. The what serpents were made out of the survivors <laughs> of the Uktana massacre. Yeah, they're not all gone. <laughs> they're I mean, still around. <laughs> I do not trust the show to do it well, but it would be cool if they could like celebrate their culture other rather than just using them as like a it's, like it's it's also they're using them in a distasteful way. I'll also never forgive them for now. Now they've just sort of full on ignored that the blossoms paid uh, Pickens. General Pickens to do this. And yeah. they're full on ignoring it. Anyway, so uh, he's got other evil stuff to do. See, they're going to remake <laughs> the uh uh, the Riverdale sign, and it looks identical, except for instead of saying the town with pep, it says... You can't stop progress. Can't stop progress. <laughs> and of course, because of the redesign... There's no room to have their town slogan. Home, which is not the town with pep. It is home of Pop's chocolate shop. Now, now... <laughs> Okay, it's now, not a slogan. Also, I got okay. This we're back into the phase. This is a very, very small town because I cannot because like you have other businesses, man. You have other. You have probably other restaurants, man. Well, we know there's at least one other restaurant. <laughs> so like, yeah, maybe you do decide not to have your. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna get into the small town politics of this. It does definitely make Tabitha. Upset. upset so she well, especially because she is surprised by this in the town meeting she's, she's on, the, on council, the council which which i mean it's very clear that <laughs> in this episode tabitha's not on the council nope they try to they try to have secret council meetings without her <laughs> yeah what well, going back to aaron's point why doesn't he mind control why well, he mind controlled frank the, and Alice. The more I think they're going to introduce rules for his mind control, the more I am fooled every single time there isn't. Like, well, it, and I would love for him to try to mind control her, but he can't because we know that the lines are being blurred with Rivervale stuff. Yeah. Why can't he just not be able to mind control her because of the angel stuff she drank? <laughs> I'm I'm also getting further and further on whether or not this is lines being blurred because I mean we'll get to that. So after he surprises her with his new proposal, yeah. she has a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him and no one else is in the El Royale where he's like, "Well, I don't know why you would get mad at me. I think you should focus on what's important, which is getting mad at Veronica." And and once again, he said at first I thought this was him mind controlling her, but no, he's just regular manipulating her, which <laughs> goes into my idea that maybe there's some sort of like mental limit on his own so uh it turns out that there's a stretch of highway yeah probably, probably the lonely highway where yeah. all those people were murdered that's only zoned for two billboards mm -hmm. so one is going to i guess be the town sign which i guess counts as the billboard sure and then the other one it does not currently belong to Pop Tates. Pop Tates does not currently have a billboard but, but that, it's up for grabs that billboard could be pop could be pops or it could be the Babylonian, and no other restaurant, I think, is even told that sign is up. Like, like, is this a new billboard? What, what, what is <laughs> happening? This town is has once again reduced to one street. 
this would be better if Pops had a billboard and Veronica was trying to scoop it, except that Veronica would never do that. Well, except, okay, I mean, man, it sucks. Because he's not mind-controlling Veronica either. No, he's not. Veronica is just the biggest dick this episode, and it's not addressed. At all. So the, uh, we head up to the trio, which is the name I have for them now. Yep. I think we talked about the last episode. The trio uh, reiterates that uh, Percival sucks. sucks. Yeah. yeah. Percival sucks. Now, I – they're doing all the superpower stuff, but they're treating every single superpower like this, it's its own magic system because Jughead has just taken out books on mind control. And I'm just like, you can read thoughts. You can see auras. You are invincible. Why even – Think that there are, are you taking out books on your own stuff? Apparently not. So, like, his seems to be treated as though it is, like, a psychic power that he is, like, just, it's in the world. You know, people have mind control yeah. in the world sometimes. <laughs> it's common. But he says, if you want to get over this, you need emotional anchor. And they're like, well, that works for us if he tries to mind control us. I'm like, but he's never tried to mind control yeah, this you. this has not been a concern. <laughs> it will become one this episode because they have learned how to avoid it, but. Yeah. Um, but so they're going to do that, but to save the rest of the town, they need to free it. The town needs to be reminded of who they are with decency, kindness, fairness. So once again, in this one, Riverdale is good at its core. Yeah. And it's just like, in the shell of rottenness, which is... Pers- they, go, they, they go back and forth on yeah. what's the truth there. So now we know Riverdale at its core, good. Good. Mm-hmm. Decent, kindness, Darkness fairness. comes only from the outside. Yeah. So what they need is a folk hero. And who is that folk hero going to be? It's going to be Archie. Yeah, it's going to be Archie. Also, it's going to be Archie. <laughs> of course it's going to be Archie. So what are they going to do? They're going to get some world records. They need K.O. Kelly. They got a plan. Now it's time for the dumbest storyline. In this dumb storyline, Cheryl is busy taunting the Abigail doll, which is a bad idea if you we, genuinely believe a vengeful spirit is in that doll. Yeah, we get a good five minutes of the most confusing thing ever as Cheryl's like reading a book in Abigail's room. She's in a mansion once again. But, she doesn't have to be there. But thankfully, it was a dream. <laughs> but in her dream, she is suddenly lit on fire. And that is... Her dream. And what she's going to be dealing with, I guess, this episode. Because, (laughs) spoiler alert, guys, Cheryl's going to have more magical powers. Except for these aren't really magical powers. This, once again, this seems disconnected from the witchcraft. But Cheryl cannot possibly have gotten this from the explosion. Oh, you shut up. <laughs> okay, she definitely got you it from the explosion. Stop questioning the show, Aaron. Clearly, they know what they're doing. She wasn't there. We keep oh, my God. They're going to reveal that she was there. <laughs> she, specifically, she specifically says she wasn't there. She thinks that her curse caused the bomb to go off. That's right. She was actively doing the curse while the bomb went off. <laughs> Is that how she got it? Because she caused the bomb to go off by her curse? That's how she got these powers? No, Aaron. Nothing matters. Everything's dumb. Nothing matters. <laughs> All right. Um, we get some stuff confirmed to us, and it doesn't make it any better. Because <laughs> Archie announces. He comes into what we now know is the town hall. El Royale is not where they hold the town hall meetings. It is the town hall. And he announces. I'm kicking everyone out. <laughs> town hall anymore i'm sorry we can't hold these meetings anywhere i need the town to like me 
<laughs> so instead, I'm going to reopen as a boxing gym for local youths. You have to understand, originally it was a boxing gym and then a youth center. They ignore that it was also a fire station. Which I think it still is. That's unclear. <laughs> but he, he, look, Archie realizes he's doing too many things. He needs to, like, narrow down his commitments and combine some of them. So town hell, gone. Boxing and children, the same. The one thing that this really does confirm to me is that I always assumed the (laughs) boxing ring was just off behind the row of seats. No, it's gone. He tore, to be fair, he probably did not tear it down. Well, I mean, yeah, like, because once again, it was the boxing gym before it was just an abandoned place he left for. No, no, he locked seven it years? up, Kevin. He oh, locked it up. Right, I, but I locked it up for seven years. <laughs> How could this happen? Um, so, oh my god! So the plan that Archie Jughead had is, has is they're going to get him the Guinness Book of World Records for being the toughest man alive. I gotta be honest. I do really like Jughead's like ongoing attempts to be in a, like a publicist for yes. him. Yes, <laughs> it's I. I don't like this episode. I did. I liked Archie's dumbness, and I liked Jughead being like an old. He, it's like he was like the great Zigfield yeah. for Archie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we um, ch- yeah, we check in with Cheryl again. So she is like she's having a fever. She's dealing with that, but unfortunately, Rose has to look over the doll because apparently someone has to look over the doll. Why didn't they just burn the doll? I don't know. Maybe that releases Abigail and will put her back in. Okay, but where was her spirit before? <sighs> I guess now she's vengeful. She, she was, was she not vengeful before? I don't know. She was asleep before. I don't know. Aaron, this makes me tired. <laughs> so, uh, though Cheryl has a very bad fever and is burning up, Nana Rose is going to hire a night nurse for her. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sure. Okay. Now, uh... In the greatest show of Percival's mind control, the fact that he must have a there, there, there can't be seeing the seamies or cannot be a limit to his mind control because him, Alice, and Frank approach Tabitha, and they approach uh, Veronica for who gets the billboard. And apparently, they both did presentations about why their billboard is better. And who gets it? Veronica. Because, as Alice said, Percival explained to her, casinos are great for bringing in extra money and tourism. He convinced Alice. He convinced Alice Cooper. Cooper to be cool with the casino. He is the strongest mind controller <laughs> in the world. Now, to be fair, Alice is kind of back and forth on how religious she is and what her beliefs are. But Alice this season... Oh, she's been... Oh. Uh, casino is a place of hell. <laughs> <laughs> all so, right. all right. We, we get a quite fun scene, which is like... like This this scene sets up an, a scene we don't see, which I like to imagine. We get essentially Archie doing feats of endurance, which means they would have had to test all this stuff. And that's the funnest part about gaining superpower things is we got to test stuff phase. So we get it now kind of in front of a crowd, but Archie does a series of tests. So he lays down on a bed of nails and they put blocks of concrete on top of him. Yeah. And he's fine. He's fine. (laughs) He lets a very strong man who we do not know hit him in the head. Stomach with like a giant mallet. <laughs> you numerous said, times. You'll be wild in the head. I say later, where Jughead's like, I skewed just to the side of people being like, Yeah, I guess he's just tough. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Veronica's very horrified by him getting stung, hit in the stomach with a, with a hammer. Betty's fine. Well, I mean, Betty does know he's vulnerable. <laughs> that's, that's why I like. That's why I he, like. Also, that. he's doing some really good acting where he's like, "Oh, Ooh. oh my, that oh, hurts no. my stomach." <laughs> Ooh. And then I guess they had to test this, and I guess we now know this. He just hangs out in a freezer for some time. <laughs> now I gotta admit, Aaron, I think he could have done that before. We've <laughs> seen him jog shirtless so many. He just. I, Archie does not feel the elements. Yeah, I think this was a thing that he could do before he gained the superpowers. That's why he was like, oh, we don't need to test this one, guys. No, I already know. No, it's not as I just hang out in the freezer, you know? It's been chilly. <laughs> it's a good place to think. <laughs> just in the freezer and think. Uh, so after this, Jughead and Archie will Archie will drink a beer. Jughead will drink a soda. It's adorable. And they'll yeah. just debrief. Yeah. Ah, this is so good. So they got they got to continue on a few more of the plants. They're going to put a, up a statue of Archie. And Archie's like, "Excuse me, I'm what?" Go, I'm going to say this one, Jughead. You might went a little bit far with this one. He's he's not Rocky. Uh, they do make some comparisons to Rocky though, because mm-hmm. he's going to box Ko Kelly. And as Archie says, "But I'm so strong. <laughs> what if I hurt him?" <laughs> Jughead's like, "Eh," and then he's like, "No, no, no. you're you're not actually you're not actually going to win." But he's a professional boxer. Wouldn't it be bad for his career if we did this <laughs> boxing match and I did good? What, the, what are you talking about, Archie? What the? <laughs> anyway, a sweet dope Archie learns that what they're actually going to do is he's going to throw the match effectively and let Kelly win. But he's not going to get knocked out. Because as we know, KO Kelly... KOs people. Yeah. So he's going to get the emotional Rocky victory. I'll tell you, this is actually a very bad plan because if, like, it's weird because he's going to go through a boxing match with a very, like, skilled professional boxer and he's going to come out unharmed. Yeah, that's going to be concerning to people. People are going to be really weirded out by that. Like, and as we learned in this episode, there are people who are probably on a lookout for that. Uh, but he, at the end of Rocky, he's pulp. Yep. <laughs> but hey, that's the plan. Um, uh, meanwhile, we've got some more information. Mm-hmm. Tabitha, businesswoman, yeah. went through her books. Yeah. And she's going to meet with Tony Topaz and be like, have you noticed since the casino opened, uh... We have no customers? Yeah, the Babylonian somehow taking business from a diner. And she's which, like, that makes no sense. Yeah, I, admittedly, I do like how they have to have it be like, that makes no sense. Why is that the case? I understand kind of the white worm. She says because they give a free alcohol. Yeah. I think it's more because you're in the basement of a, diner. of a diner. And also... And I'm unclear if there's another entrance. The only people who go to the White Worm, from what we understand, are serpents. I wasn't... And you turn them all into gang members. I wasn't actually clear on the fact that the white worm was she wanted the white worm to be any form of a thrive like she swaps in this episode to all of a sudden just being another tabitha of being like i gotta make sure my business stays solvent i'm like isn't it kind of just like a front for your gang yeah and also you have an another job let us not forget (laughs) she's a high school guidance counselor yeah but they're gonna uh, head over the babylonian to check that out Meanwhile, a man who I did recognize and Darius. couldn't figure out. It's Darius. It's he, Darius. He's the nurse from before. He was the nurse that um Cheryl fired because... She Cheryled it up? I, I Wasn't think... she offended by something? No, he went into... um. He, he 
almost found Jason's corpse. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then she fired him. Uh, so th- that means this is like seven years on and he's back. He's happy for the second chance. Cool. Cool. All right, let's head back to Tabitha and the Tony. So to go to the Babylonian, you have to dress up. I guess it's got a white, I guess it's got a black collar. Yeah, it has a black tie dress code, which is insane if they want to make money off of tourism. Well, I mean, this is why we know why this casino is so bad. Yeah, Veronica has no... Veronica has a, has a specific thought in mind, and she is unable to adapt that to other things. Because I'm just going to say, Veronica, if you want to be the next Atlantic City, you know who's coming? Mums and jean yeah, shorts. Yeah, her entire thing by being like, it'll be good for the family. No, they're not dressing up. Anyway, so they get there, and they find out that for unknown reasons because she's not being mind controlled. Oh yeah, so I, I thought this was Percival controlling her because we actually see Percival up on stage doing his crooning and the, the two of them look at him like, oh my god, he must be doing this. He but does the, creepily wink at them, which I hate. But the Babylon, the Babylonian is just, I mean, let's just say it, straight up serving Pop Tate's food. Yeah, they're serving sliders and, and free, alcoholic and milkshakes free. for free. They're, they're giving them away like bars give, like no, sorry, like uh, casinos give away free drinks to keep people gambling. Yeah, they're giving away free snacks. Yeah. Also, I need to say this. Um, the casino shouldn't also be taking like stuff away from the bar just because, you know, if you go to Vegas... They also got a lot of bars there. Yeah, people will do both. <laughs> so it's, but as we learn, this town's the worst. So I thought Percival was controlling Veronica. He's not. He's not. It's Veronica just does this, and at no point is it interrogated that she consciously made this. Dis- like this is an attack on Pop Tate. And like, even if she thinks she's doing it from a good place, like, well, this is the thing that people in Riverdale love. She is stealing someone else's business. Yeah, like. As as Tabitha says, why is a casino cutting into diner business? Because they're just giving away free food. Yeah. Full on free ca- food. Which casinos do not do. Because that's expensive. No wonder she's trying so hard to keep her casino solvent. She's spending so much money on sliders. <laughs> Veronica, <laughs> people are going to come just for the sliders and not gamble. Yeah. Like, they're offering it. Here's the thing with casinos. Yes, yeah. you get free drinks. If you're gambling. Yeah, it's like kind of like loosen you up. It's all a big, you know. If you're just scheme. wandering around the casino, ain't no one coming up to you with a tray of sliders being like, take as many as you want. Right, now, I hope you did not get too close to dear old Darius because Darius is just dead. He's been burned to a, not even crisp, he's been burned to ashes. Yep, he's been fully burned. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. If you have any knowledge of just like weird stuff in the world is very clearly he's been set up to look like spontaneous human combustion Mm -hmm. he looks like that classic photo of he was sitting in like the exact same chair yeah in an armchair only his feet are left (laughs) yeah so Cheryl will go see Nana Rose and Nana Rose will be like I sat here awake all night and the doll didn't move they're they're very sure how this doll works like Cheryl will touch and be like it's cold but then what's going on? I'm like, how do you know so much about this and so little of any other weird <laughs> nonsense in the world? You did not grow up with this. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe they did. Maybe Rose did. So um, K.O. and Archie will basically just posture at each other. Yeah, it's, it's it And fun. we find out that Archie's... We, okay, no, no. This is actually a super dumb scene. Okay. So they're posturing. Archie's like, I'm going to set up the boxing ring. You want to help me? And K.O.'s like, nope. I'm going to go to the casino. Which we will not see. 
Yeah. And then later when he meets Percival, who lives at the casino. (laughs) He's coming out of Pop Tates. Yeah. Yeah. This is just establishing that K.O. Kelly is around and doing stuff, but. And also is 40. Also is 40. Now, uh, we do cut back into Betty getting called in because, you know. Cheryl calls her cousin, the only person she knows, to sort of investigate Darius' stuff. And yeah, she's going to take those feet thing. to Curdle. All right. Yeah. Meanwhile, matter, yeah. Tabitha and Tony decide that the only way that they can succeed is fighting booze with booze. Yeah, so they're going to get a liquor license for Pops. And notably, the second they get a liquor license, it becomes like... It's bumping. And then Tony's like, well, there's this thing. We need entertainment down. Oh, she goes, I'll put slots down in the white worm. Yeah. Uh, we're going to put some entertainment. Do you see there's this thing called the Serpent Dads? Which, if you remember, was when Betty sad stripped strip to Mad World. Now, um, I'm just going to point out they have entertainment. And they, and not only that, they are. It's so weird. They're like, we're gonna end this together. I'm like, you are in this together. One of you is in the basement. One of you is upstairs. Are you two not working together? Don't people have to walk through pops to get to the bar? Well, and like we have seen numerous times since the time skip, <laughs> characters performing. <laughs> Dance numbers in the White Worm. Does this only happen when a character's having an emotional <laughs> moment? Maybe you just need consistency, Tony. Yeah, the important thing is they're like, we have no idea when a show happens. It just happens sometimes. But no, they need to they need to become seedy like the casino and is. They're gonna give the serpent dance a Cirque du Soleil upgrade. Spoiler alert. There's f- no, there's gonna be four women on stage yeah, instead not just of one. one. That's how you know. That's what Cirque du Soleil means. A lot of people. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil means more than one person. <laughs> All right. So now Percival decides I'm gonna go team up with Veronica, and once again he does not mind control her. He He's, just normal manipulates her. He simply tells her, you know, you should team up with me. Because your boyfriend is not a very good team player. <laughs> I do like how it's like, I'll be your partner. It's like, I have a partner. I'm like, I'm going to be honest. He would be like, a, in inject money into the business partner. Reggie's just sort of like the guy you work with. If Reggie's the person you yell at when things go wrong. Yeah. And well, also who gets all of the permits and legal things. Oh, yeah. Because... I don't know what Veronica does. She always has paper in front of her, but she always asks Reggie to do everything. It's so true. Well, She's ordering sliders. <laughs> I don't know how we're losing so much money on these sliders. So what does she do? Well, she's got to go check to see what Reggie's doing. Okay, so I thought Reggie was going to use the car dealership as, like, a front. I think it is. I think this is part... I just think putting slot machines directly in the office of the car dealership is a weird choice. It is weird, but I mean, when down the states, they have those virtual. They, they do have BLTs everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's true. But but obviously, uh, Veronica's like, you you took them, you took the you stole machines. Like no no, they're, they're for a side hustle. And also, he's hanging out with the mafia. And also- she- who you want to work with, Veronica. He's hanging with all your wise guys. In, and instead of this, what she does, the second she sees is like, well, guess what? You're banned from the Babylonian. And this is where I still think, okay, so Percival mind-controlled her. 
And Reggie's like, um, you can't ban me from the Babylonian. I own, I own it. I own half of it. And she's like, well, come back and see. And I was like, he does own half of it. And also, the mob who is a who you've decided is your main customer is there. works with him. Why are you I, being like this in front I, of the mob? I don't Veronica? know how to tell you this, Veronica. I think he'll win. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the problem because, like, you know, maybe Percival will put things more in her corner. She doesn't know that. No. She just throws a fit. And then she tells him that he's also banned from her bed. And I'm like, Veronica, where is he going to live? <laughs> he's going to live with the mafia, guys. <sighs> so right. um, we get a funny scene here where Betty and uh, Dr. Colonel just read the Wikipedia article for spontaneous <laughs> human combustion. Like, you don't see them reading it, but they just discuss. They just <laughs> like talk. each point by point. Yeah. Well, what is spontaneous human Why combustion? Was, well, it's the gas in his body must have gone up to this. Now, Curdle taking a very hard stand on what spontaneous human combustion is, which is not entirely agreed upon. Um, and then it's like, but why do the feet remain? Well, because it burns so hot. And what it's is just it's just somebody read the Wikipedia article and typed out a scene of two people talking about Look, it. I'm just gonna say, Riverdale, I think every kid has looked up spontaneous human combustion <laughs> when they were ten. Well, also you I probably th- didn't need to do this. I think you could just talk about it in a way that's not so weird and stilted. Like like a humans talk about things. Kevin, this is Colonel Jr. Okay, fine. Now, Cheryl is worried that she's somehow also going to spontaneously combust. And Betty's like, you won't, because I'll stay here overnight, I guess. It's like, that's how Darius died. (laughs) Yeah, but this is Betty. She can read people's auras, so she'll know when Cheryl's about to combust her. So, in a very important scene, and a weird scene to happen now, now, Percival decides... Ah, whatever. And he just goes to see Archie in the El Royale in the middle of the night. Percival's done with all of this. He doesn't want this folk hero, because he knows this folk hero cannot rise. So he's just going to get Archie to cut himself to death with a box cutter. Yep. And so we get to see his mind control for the first time. It's literally him just being like, hello, would you pick up that box cutter there? All right, now press it against your arm. I want to see a pool of blood. But as he does it, his uh, his voice echoes. So you hear yeah. his voice twice, which means we will... We, we clearly know when he's mind controlling so people. So show, now that you've set this up, when, you have to keep doing it. Yep. It is a way for us to know. So which means we will only assume he's mind controlling people if we hear this effect. Because you did it. You did it. You could have kept it as if we didn't know. Yeah. Because honestly, if a person just came and said, hey, pick that up. Put it against your arm, and there wasn't that echoey effect. We would have gotten in this scene as mind control, but we also wouldn't know when he used it other times. Hmm. Huh. Anyway, Archie tries to do it, but it snaps off, and Percival gets so <laughs> damn scared. He's like, ah, ah, ah. Which, Luck- to be fair, that'd be terrifying to see if he <laughs> someone to kill himself doing that. Luckily, this gives Archie an opening to see a photo of his dad and be like, oh yeah, an emotional tether. Hey, my dad's cool. Get out of here. Hey, I'm not going to be mind-controlled. I love my dad. Can we just say, I do love Percival. He's so scared. He's like, uh, uh. He just runs <laughs> off. And the next time he talks to Archie, and Archie's like, you try to make me kill myself. Percival's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love just pretending like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so 
back at the Babylonian, Percival's sad and Veronica's sad because they both had bad days. <laughs> and then, then Percival's like, oh, oh, you figured that thing about Reggie. Okay, one more field trip we gotta take, I guess. I just want to tell you about all the people who are against you. <laughs> no, I we need to be clear. I, uh, well, I think the white worm thing is kind of, uh, like, unrelated. I don't think it's Veronica's fault. She did 100% fully tack Pop States. Yep. So so they head to the white worm, and we get to see the new improved serpent dance. It's exactly the same as the old serpent dance, only less sad. And also, they're doing it explicitly. Yeah. And they have two poles. Yeah, and they're doing it to private dancer, yeah, a dancer for money. Yeah, yeah. And the- Veronica's also in disguise, which I... <laughs> glorious she's wearing her blonde wig veronica 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 everyone's seen that disguise as she walks in pop change goes hey veronica and she's like hey you're blonde today looks good on you veronica so veronica is horrified about this which just sets up that she didn't realize she was a hundred percent just stealing pop tate stuff she was just being a jerk. She was just thinking, well, this is what people like. People in Riverdale really like milkshakes. Because Veronica can't think outside of herself. Meanwhile, Cheryl is burning up and oh, Betty yeah. puts her in an ice bath. She puts her in an ice bath and the, the water starts boiling. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Okay, then, this storyline's dumb, but I did really like this and scene. And then Betty says, quite possibly, the worst line I've ever heard on this show, which is, you know... We have a division of the FBI who looks into this stuff. You have a supernatural division of the FBI? And and when we meet the agent of the FBI, she is the protagonist of an urban fantasy novel. I was going to say, she seems like she's a character from a different show. They've been like, it's a crossover. <laughs> it's, yeah, she seems like a crossover. I tried to Google it. <laughs> she's like a crossover from a show that doesn't exist. <laughs> there can't you... No, there, no. Can't, there can't be a government agency to it. You can't X-Files this. There wasn't weird stuff before. We're not in the Marvel Universe. Ah. Archie and Jughead catch up. Because yeah, they, they're, uh... they plan for their night. Now, we get a sequence of scenes here just show, sort of showing, like, what are the ramifications of all the uh, Tabitha and Tony's actions. So, I'm just going to say, this seems unrealistic. Yeah, like... There are lots of places that serve beer, and people don't pee on the outside of diners. Yeah, they immediately, this immediately gets seedy. Like someone, also, I'm just going to say this right now. This is definitely not the first time someone's peed on Pops. Like, this town's been terrible for seven years. Yeah. I guess Pops wasn't there. And, like, I I doubt that Tabitha no. is over-serving people. Like, I'm sure she's being, like, a responsible. No, Pops retired at the beginning of. Yes, he left. So he was here for the seven years. Someone definitely peed on Pops. Absolutely. 100% someone peed on Pops. (laughs) I don't pee on Pops. Here's the thing. Tabitha Tate is the one character on the show that I trust to be a responsible business owner. Yeah. So I can guarantee you she went and got whatever the American version of ProServe is, SmartServe. There's no way she is over-serving people. She is allowing them to have a single beer (laughs) or depending on, you know the cues that she takes from them. Maybe. Four beers. But she's not over-serving them. So – there is no reason on God's earth that people should be, like, falling down drunk coming from her establishment. And, like, like even the white worm, that doesn't seem likely. And what I want to point out is that we go from this scene, like... And it's Pops being like, oh, I'm just horrified no, by no, this. No, I remember before this. Oh, yes. Because we go from this scene where Pops and, like, 
Pops is like, oh, and then we see Fangs come in and see seeing Tony in the middle of her serpent dance. Okay, but that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the Babylonian, which is empty, because apparently the city is 12 people who just go <laughs> where the winds are currently blowing. But here's the problem I have. We, when Tony and Tabitha went to, went to the Babylonian, there's no way that is the same crowd that is currently at the White Worm and Pop Tate's causing ruckus. Because it is apparently black tie, like, dress code over, he, over here at the Babylonian. And over at Pop Tate's, they're filled with ruffians who are coded as being in various gangs even though we know there's only one gang in the city like they are clear they are coding us based on their yeah. costuming that they are blue collar like low classless people yeah so like bringing in a classless clientele who I'm not saying that classless people can't dress up, but these people do not own well, well, also, black tie I mean, the big thing is like it doesn't seem like these are the same audiences no like the and that's not even getting to what I said earlier, which is the fact that, like, now Babylonian's empty, people just whipping back and forth. Now, also, I think it should be noteworthy, I'm pretty sure this is the middle of the day as well. So, <laughs> so. um, Tony, aren't you supposed to be at school? Now, Percival, as he's talking to, to Veronica, and he doesn't mind control her, is just like, hey, man, they're real, those two people are real jerks, aren't they? Maybe you should firebomb them. And Veronica's like, what the what? what? I won't firebomb them. And then she says a line that's not dumb. It's only dumb when you take it in context of this season, which was like, I'm not my father. The last thing we got from her was her deciding, fine, I will be my father's daughter. That was the last thing we got from her in that whole like episode where she's deciding about her father's legacy. Kevin. Just stay consistent about what your character of Veronica is. Veronica's complex. And and then like her whole like thing though is going to be like no actually I'm I'm good person. I am I good. care about my town. Yeah. And we'll we'll never go over the fact that once again she did decide to be her father's daughter and actively also messing with pop dates. <laughs> So she will kick Percival out. She's like, okay, don't come into my office to, like, try to do business with me anymore. Yeah. And if you step over the line one more time, I'm kicking you out of my champagne suite. Yeah. Do casinos have places where people can live? Yeah. Champagne suite, I guess. I guess so. I mean, high rollers, but I guess if he's paying a lot of money. Now, um, Pop... Also, once we know she's bad at business, so obviously That's hiring true. your champagne suite to someone who's not going to gamble is terrible. So um, while this is going on, it will be like intercut with scenes where Pop's like, I can't believe you're serving alcohol in our family diner. <laughs> Get over it. And then Fangs will make an excellent point, which is we're in a custody battle for our child. And I just, gotta... I just got out of jail. You can't strip in the middle of the day. <laughs> Look, I'm kind of a lost cause. I just got out of jail. and They're going to hold that against me. You need to be the guidance counselor of a school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we don't get... do this. <laughs> Great also, point. Great also, point. Also, the speed at which the white worm went from like trucker bar to gang bar to just a strip club. Wild. Wild. I guess um, pole dancing. They're not necessarily stripping. They're at least pole dancing. Yeah. They're just, but like, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just gonna say this. If you're a teacher, you don't get too sexy dance. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are a role model for children. You're, the problem is that you're probably going to lose the kid's respect. Yeah. Unfortunately. And but then they're going to think they can sleep with you, which <laughs> is bad. Yeah, and, you know, we can talk all, all about the stuff of, like, you know, 
as as uh, Fang said, I'm not a prude, but you got to be realistic about this. <laughs> now, Meanwhile, <laughs> Reggie is quite sad because he kind of broke up with Veronica, and also he def kind of lost his job. But the mafia guys are real chill about it. They're like, "No, come on, man, just take the casino back." And he's like. And they're like, don't take the girl back. She sucks. Well, the one guy's like, she sucks. And the guy's like, hey, have some respect for him. <laughs> and so they're like, well, maybe you come over here, we deal you in, and we can deepen our partnership. And I'm like, yeah, Reggie falling into the mafia, getting pushed in, getting in deeper than he expects. Why is this storyline so cool, <laughs> but Veronica's so bad? Why is this like the F storyline? <laughs> and, and I'm like, really engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, over at Pop Tate's, K.O. Kelly's got himself some food and also a stalker. Oh my god, is this actually really clever? He was going to go to the casino, but then Pop Tate stole all of the casino's clientele. Well, I mean, it's, so it's clearly clever because people, like, I think he just went to both of them. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he, he meets Percival Pickens, who's. Yeah, he asked him for a favor. And what is that favor? Walk into traffic. Oh my god, Pickens! <laughs> Why is it, once, once again, I feel like he could solve a lot of problems by just telling people to walk into traffic. Yes, he could solve most of his problems <laughs> Un that way. Until we know the upper limit of his power, which, Riverdale, we need to see the upper limit of his power, which apparently now is cost people. The fact that he can just make people kill themselves is... It means he can he can punch through self-preservation. Yeah. Which is a very strong thing for a mind controller to do. I need to know the limits of his power, or it makes no sense that he's trying this hard to do anything. The fact that he has never mind controlled Tabitha or Veronica is insane. Yeah. And he can clearly he can clearly mind control women. That's that's not the limit. Yeah. So like even if it's like an emotional limit where it's like he 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 likes just manipulating people normally, like makes him feel, you know, good. good. But um, and the reason he has done this is because his great master plan is to fight Archie himself. So they're gonna box for the future of the town, just like they wrestled for the future of the town. And also, I think once box for the future, not Archie and Percival, but like Archie has to stop fighting people for. <laughs> Physically fighting people for Riverdale. I also want to point out that uh, Percival is currently talking to Archie on, like, an old two-piece phone. <laughs> Why set him up as the guy who's like, progress. Progress is what matters. The new world will be made. But have him be so damn retro. Here's the thing, guys. You can give us your anachronisms. Just do them mindfully. Now, uh, we got a quick... Uh, Indication that Veronica's going to meet with Tab, but that doesn't really matter because Betty meets Agent Drake, supernatural government agent who I wears a leather jacket and I truly she's the protagonist of an urban fantasy novel. I cannot stress this enough. And I will not be surprised if there is a show next season <laughs> about Cheryl Drake. Cheryl Drake. I don't know. That's the name I came up with. Okay. That'd be Half weird. Half detective. Anyway, uh, as Agent Drake, Drake explains, it doesn't sound like SHC to me. No. Sounds like you might be dealing with a burgeoning pyrokinetic. Now, as we said earlier, what? <laughs> so they're going to scientifically explain to us as if this is a different show. What's well, Different mechanical properties of each magic system it's not related to cheryl's magic nope. it's 
she wasn't near the explosion. And it typically comes about during puberty or times of great, oh my God, is this because they took Abigail out of her? No, yes. No, then put her through a second puberty? They, well, what? No, times of great stress. Uh. <laughs> I liked you were about to say times of great stress, but you paused and went, no, puberty. Look, she's been through a lot of times of great stress. I know, no, Aaron, I agree. She's been through a lot of times of great stress. It's weird that this one, unless if it has something to do with the whole explosion. But then it, it could just be witch. But, ugh. So Betty's like, well, how do they learn how to discharge their heat safely? I can teach you some lessons. Through practice. What isn't she? Why did okay. she bring Agent Drake to Cheryl? I don't know. Meanwhile, Veronica is going to explain some things to Percival Pickens. Yeah, so she had her meeting. Once again, the meetings happened with Tabitha and Tony <laughs> off screen. Um, and they decided, no, we're going to support each other. So they are going to have slots in the worm. But they're going to be leased from Veronica's casino. And, and she'll take 10% of the winnings. Yeah. And Makes in, sense. And in something that if Veronica was like a cleverer person or like a good business manager should have been the way they're doing it anyways yeah they're going to have a pops booth in the lobby because yeah if you're going to sell pop like pops food you should brand it and team up with pops yeah like she we didn't mention this she's literally selling liquor infused milkshakes yeah that is the the fact that she wasn't able to think in her head this is clearly a. I'm clearly doing this because I used to own pops. It's the only thing I know how to do, and surely this won't mess that up. Well, and not to think like people in Riverdale love pops. Yeah. Let's like lean into the nostalgia. Let's connect to the town because the town is rejecting us. So, no, and none of this will ever mention the fact that like, I almost thought there was going to be a reveal that somehow Percival had like worked her do that? no no worked around Veronica because we know he didn't mind control her but like worked around her to get pop tapes food out just at that moment I don't know it was going to be dumb whatever it was but turns out no that's just just what she was doing she was doing and Percival's like huh you're very clever Veronica so good at business She's like, actually no I'm not I'm terrible at business I'm atrocious at business the person but, who's good at business is Tabitha yeah Tabitha and then <laughs> the, the look on Percival's face is like Oh, she is a wily nemesis. I'm like, what are you talking about? Who? What? <laughs> what? Mind control people. <laughs> Mind control Tabitha, sir. Weirdo. Now, we got to head off here to some pyrokinesis training where Betty will scream at Cheryl to light logs on fire. That's about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're going to do the boxing match. And now, it's going to intercut between these two things. No, I have to say. This is a bold choice on Percival's part. And I'm just like, even in the middle where he's like, lower your guard. But Arch's like, no, nah, I'm thinking about my dad. Well, I'm going to beat the <laughs> hell out of you. Turns out Percival has, it's revealed later, but it's obvious now. Yeah. He's got palladium in his gloves. What I will say is I know Archie is taken by surprise by yeah. the first punch that actually lands and he's hurt. It's wild that Percival could beat him. Yes, because Archie is notoriously very good boxer. Which, he was a good boxer before he was invulnerable. Which, which just proves, as Percival said, I used to box at Cambridge. Percival's also a very good boxer. Mm -hmm. I think this is fine because what it sets up is that Percival is very good at boxing. Now, 
I do worry that's not actually what they're setting up. They're just being like, no, yeah. Archie doesn't have his powers. He can't possibly fight back. And I just, I would have preferred Archie to get some punches in. Like, I, I didn't want him to be thoroughly trounced. Yeah, but. Because Archie is a good boxer. I mean, that's, he, he that's how he, you know, he didn't get, didn't get into, he almost got into the Navy school boxing. No, he did get into the Navy no, school. He did, no, he just ended up joining the war or joining the army, remember? He but al- the reason he didn't get in is because he didn't do the match because he was fighting Hiram. Secretly. No. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, um, I just, um, I, I just, it, it, the thing it feels is they're, weird. they're treating the Palladium like it's Kryptonite because Kryptonite no, exactly. takes, takes away his powers, but it also saps him. Of even his human strength. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with Archie, the only thing it does is take away his invulnerability. Because he didn't even know he was not invulnerable until... Like, he got injured once. Yeah, so, so. He, he just, he should have been able to land. It does, like, yeah, it it, it does set Percival up as, like, oh, he's the, just that good. But he shouldn't be that much he better. He be that good. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice if Archie got, like, a couple in. Anyway, uh, we cut between this whole, like, Archie getting his butt kicked with just Veronica, not Veronica, Betty. Betty just, screaming at Cheryl. And she says some weird nonsense. Like, you're all about fu- This, okay, this, <laughs> do you know what this scene feels like? The human combustion one fellow like reading a Wikipedia article. This feels like Roberto talking to his writing room being like, no, you don't get it. She's all about fire. She's a phoenix. She's, she's a phoenix. She chaotic burned her house down. Yeah, her, she says her, your brother was baptized in fire, which is like, no, you lit him on fire when he was buried. And maybe, you gave him a Viking funeral. Also, maybe he's back. So he, was, he wasn't baptized. He was buried in fire. You say you can control the elements. Cheryl says a lot of nonsense. <laughs> Cheryl says a lot of chaos. But, but the way that she finally gets her to use her pyrokinesis is she puts Penelope's picture in the fireplace and boom, it's lit on fire. And I don't care. Man, I thought it would, like I thought Cheryl was gonna be unrelated to the whole everyone getting superpowers thing, but but this also isn't true. Really, because at no point does Betty go like, "Hey, I can see auras, and maybe you are someone who's gaining the same powers that we've all gained." She is actually it's like when Jack was looking at the mind control. Yeah, all these three people think their three powers are unrelated to the other superpowers <laughs> happening in the city. To be fair to Betty. I wouldn't tell Cheryl if I had a magical power. Yeah. But I can't it, give her that card. But, like, if she's going to, like, burst into flames. To, yeah. I guess the thing is Cheryl already be- kind of believes she can do it because Cheryl's. Because it's Cheryl. She's the main character. Now, um, Archie gets his butt absolutely kicked. And uh, he does keep on getting up. Jughead's like, no, it's, it's <laughs> like, he's going to destroy you. So, Please something's stay wrong, down. Something's wrong here. And then Archie gets just knocked out and. Then he has to stare sadly at the statue of himself they're going to put up. <laughs> and Betty comes on in. And she's like, how could this happen? And the Jughead's like, it's very sad. He's not going to get a medal from Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, Percival trounced him in front of the town. So blah, blah, blah. I guess everyone's now on his side again. And then but- Betty's like, but how would he get palladium? The only piece of palladium left in Riverdale is the piece that Archie gave to me for safekeeping. I'm going to be entirely real. Betty, why didn't you take that to Maine and throw it into the like the ocean? You, you left town. You went to Maine. Throw it. In. Why are you keep? Are you, are you going to sell it? Why is the palladium around? Because guess where she keeps it, guys? She keeps it in a lockbox in El Royale. 
<laughs> yeah, right where Archie is. It's so dumb. And how did Percival know it? Okay, this is actually very unclear. Is this them remembering it, or is this just revealing to us, the audience, what happened? I think this is revealing to us, the audience. Yeah, because I so it shows Percival writing in his little notebook, Archie Andrews, invulnerable. Weakness, palladium. palladium. And I think it's... Percival remembering how he found that out. And how did he do it? Well, he went to Alice and was like, Alice, I'm going to go talk to your daughter. Alice is like, okay. Uh, and <laughs> then he just wakes up Betty. He's like, hi, Betty. You're going to tell me all about Archie Andrews. And then you're going to forget this conversation happened. Aaron, he can cause people to forget. That he mind controlled them. Well, to forget things. So- that is so powerful the thing is he does this after they know about the t- um the tethers yeah which means that they, they, they Be- do- betty wasn't able to do it because she was woken up from sleep they, they do sort of set up that like if he can ambush them and start the mind control yeah before they can because he did it to archie by, be- by walking behind being like hello archie i'll kill yourself it really made me feel weird that Betty still lives with her mother. I understand why, because there was the whole thing last season, the next normal episode, where she yeah. talked about how Betty abandoned her. Yeah. So I understand why she lives there, but it feels weird and I don't like it. <laughs> it's just, there's so much that's in that little bit there. There's a whole lot. Now, we already know that Percival is wildly powerful, so... um. He also just now has a series of cronies who are just fully under his control. At all times. Because Tom Keller comes in like a like the the minion of an evil overlord. It's like, Archie Andrews has put up the statue. Good. I but- have many questions. Why is Archie in charge of that? He's so injured. Yeah, even even if they made the deal with Archie, why did Archie have to do it? <laughs> I guess to shame him. Yeah. Um the person's like, oh, good. Let's go look at it. And we intercut a short scene where Cheryl lights some candles with her hand. Yeah, she tries to intimidate the Abigail Gail doll and be like, I lit some candles. I'm like, okay. So this isn't the magic that was er- earlier, is it? Right? Because th- she seemed very aware of the Wiccan, like, ma- yeah, no, witch this magic. Yeah, no, this is not her magic. This is a separate power. So when she does that, if Abigail goes to the doll, she's just like, what the hell? Oh, no. <laughs> what? <gasps> you didn't whisper an incantation at all. And then because Cheryl is Cheryl, she decides to start reading Firestarter. You know, Stephen King's Firestarter. Yeah. She's in the room with the doll which, reading. Which I think is the book that Roberto put down in front of the writer's room like, this one. We're doing this now. Make this work. I Thank was, you. I was like to imagine Cheryl open that book, start reading and going, I'm not going to finish this. This was just a mess with you. <laughs> I was just making a point. I'm, I'm not doing this. Goodbye. You can go watch TV now. Meanwhile, uh, Percival, Keller, and Frank. <laughs> I wish it was Alice. <laughs> just stare up at the statue. And Percival just makes, like, weird threats at Tabitha. It I- makes <laughs> very uncomfortable because I feel like it's racial. It's... It's it does come off that way, and I don't think they're doing that on purpose. Like, it can't, can't. Oh my god, hang on. Can Percival only mind control white people? 
<laughs> he has not been shown to mind control anyone of color. Right? I mean, there's got to be some people of, like, some of the homeless people must. Maybe he just kind of mind controlled enough of the white homeless people. That they the, just, the, the rest of them were just like, I, okay, I guess, I guess we should just go. Oh, we're just leaving? Okay. Is is he just is, is this like a white like white yeah. nationalist he can control white people thing? Well, because the um the ghoulies are the white British gang. <laughs> Weird, yeah. Like, cause he doesn't mind control Veronica or Tabitha or, or Tony. Tony. He tries or to mic any serpents. He can't mind control serpents. No, no. Oh it, my god! Uh, wait, no. This cannot be it. No, this show would not do. They that. They wouldn't do that. That's that is a that like it's just it's a weird w- way of like if you're gonna broach like white nationalism to be like and here's this guy he makes all the white people do bad things. I'm like, what is? <laughs> oh no, Aaron! I ruined the show. Oh, oh no! That's the end of the episode, and we need to stop. So Aaron, yes, Kevin. For this episode, did you find you gotta stop? <laughs> Put your hands down. My hands are on my face. Did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic just didn't really know why they had to bring a British man to see their daughter, but they did it? <laughs> yeah, my CW moment is the fact that Betty's tethers are Polly. That's fine. And her mother. To, to be, like, mm, the Polly one's also kind of rough. We think she should be less connected to yeah, Polly. Yeah, Polly, Polly is a horrible person to Betty. Her <laughs> Betty's family is so abusive. All of them. They all abuse Betty. Her tether may need to be Archie. <laughs> but it, or Jughead. I mean, it's, you know what? Here's the thing. It is perfectly fine if Betty's tethers are her friends. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be her family. Everyone's like, okay, so I was thinking my family. It's like, no, Betty, you are allowed to care about your friends more than your family. Because your family sucks. Yeah. You have somehow the worst family. <laughs> your and, family and, is worse than she, the Blossoms. Yeah. And Cheryl's family is actually the worst. Her grandmother actively tried to kill her and then just hangs around. Same with her mom. Everyone's just tried to kill each other in the Blossoms. I mean, to be fair. The Coopers are just the Blossoms, so... I mean, yes, they're all the same. That's the, we, we cannot... We we do forget that occasionally. <laughs> they are the same. They are the same. <laughs> Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I do. And it's when Darius returns, and he's like... I'm going to describe his and Cheryl's relationship in this way. I think she's the dom and he's the sub. Yeah. It's... Too sexy. Way, way, way too sexy for this man who last knew her seven years ago. She does talk about his pillowy lips. And he's like, thank you for giving me another chance to serve you. I'm like, these are people you're a nurse for, like, once and Darius, seven years ago. Darius, she was a child. Yeah. She was a child. I'm not thrilled about who you are, but then he died, so. so it's fine. It's fine. He's dead now. <laughs> no one cares. This episode needs to end before my mind explodes. So if you don't care who Darius is, please tell us over on the social medias. It's Podcast Moa, Podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And please, my friends, give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcasts or your podcaster of choice. We know that you have other Riverdale podcasts to listen to. 
but we're the only ones that are figure slowly <laughs> losing our minds. We're the only ones to figure this out. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, you can also uh, get get a me. My my books are available at kevinweirdbooks.com. I'll keep you appraised if I go to any other uh, conventions. I'll anywhere they are. Yeah. Let me know if you have some conventions, and I'll go to them. We'll sell some books. I also want to come to conventions. I'll be winsome <laughs> and enjoyable. I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. And we will see you, unfortunately, next week. What will Reggie's mafia partnership look like? Can Cheryl keep Abigail contained with her new firepower? Is Percival a white nationalist? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 